Well, good morning and welcome to Grace. I'm Pastor Ryan. As ambassadors for Christ, we are called by God to not only have God's message of reconciliation to each other, but we are also called in the manner by which we communicate this message. If we deliver a message without love, we discredit the character of the divine messenger. This morning, we are blessed to have Chris Kuzak share with us this vitally important characteristic of the Christ followers' words, deeds, and actions. Thanks for joining us today as we study the truth that it is not just what we say, but also the way we say it. I knew there was something I was supposed to do today. <laughs> well, I actually am glad they moved that Packer game back because we can we got all the time in the world for this, so we'll be here for a while. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll have Tom just keep an eye on the clock, and when we get to two o'clock, I'm going to stop whether I'm done. <laughs> I'm getting my jokes out of the way early because we do have a serious topic to discuss. Um, so the name of the sermon today is Making His Appeal Through Us as Ambassadors. Um, so we're called to be uh, ambassadors for Christ. In other words, represent Him pretty much in everything we do. Um, and so what we're going to talk about today, I've kind of got some you know heavy topics to just touch on. We're not going to discuss the politics of some of these controversial things, but uh, really what I want to talk about is how we react to them. Um, and that's, that's going to be the, the crux of the message. Uh, so the reading will be, um, it's actually going to be in 2 Corinthians. We're going to go ahead and jump to uh, 2 Corinthians 5, which is going to be on uh, 1648. We'll do 11 through 21. Okay, so uh, 11 through 21. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. Uh, what we are is plain to God, and I hope that it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us, so that you can answer those who take pride in what, in what it is we see rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love, Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. And therefore all died. Uh, and he died for all those that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died, uh, for them who was raised again. Uh, so, so from now on, uh, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Uh, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, uh, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Uh, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. Uh, so, 
really what is <laughs> what do we do with that right so um if, if we're representing Christ in everything we do, uh, it kind of forces us to think about our actions and uh, what we do and say, uh, you know, when we encounter people, uh, specifically people who may not be believers or may not know Christ. Um, it's sort of our job to introduce them to Christ. Um, and the problem is that most people in that position are usually doing things that aren't uh, in alignment with our lifestyle as Christians, right? So, so that's where we we come to some conflict a lot of times in the world, and uh, you know it's it's how we how we relate to that and uh, try to you know try to reconcile them. Uh, you know, we can't reconcile anybody to Christ. Uh, or to God, Christ did that. That that's all. All we can do is introduce them to Christ, right? So, um, so the question is, how do we do that? Um, you know, there's multiple ways. You know, we serve uh, our community, we serve each other. Um, there, there's a lot of ways that you know you can share your own experiences. You can share the Bible, um, but there's a lot of things that we do. Maybe sometimes, uh, you know, out of what we feel is, you know, righteous, uh, righteous anger that probably drive people away from Christ. And those are kind of the things I want to focus on. So, so it kind of gets, you know, it's a little bit ironic that we find ourselves, uh, in a position to, um, shame people that may not know Christ. Uh, so I'm going to show you a couple images. Hopefully they're a little bit uncomfortable for you to see. Um, and I'm not saying by any means, I just want to clarify that we should endorse uh, sin or uh, any of these things that are, you know, conflicting with, with our core values. What I'm saying, though, is how we go about it has a huge impact on how we introduce people to Christ. Uh, so we have here an abortion clinic uh, protest where um, this lady's going in and has to be um, escorted. Uh, to get through the door. Um, here's a uh, gay protest, gay marriage protest, I think. Um, and, and then we have, you know, the social media thing that's all over the place. It's pretty easy to, to go on there and be anonymous and express, you know, some, some opinions. I, I hope when you look at it, if you look at this and it makes you uncomfortable, that means you have the fruit of the Spirit. Um, you know, this is in response, obviously, to the to the nightclub shootings, uh, the gay nightclub. Um, that that's. I don't think that represents anything Christ would ever say. Um, regardless of you know what our understanding is in the Bible, that again, it's it's how we react to these things. Um, so there's a few problems, obviously, with the strategy. Uh, uh, we have to first remember that it's not our place to judge the world. We're, we're to be, you know, in the world, not of the world. Um, but we got to remember that uh, we're all sinners, and all sin uh, equal, and equally leads to separation from our Savior. So that sin that you're witnessing is no worse or better than your own sin. And that's important to remember when you're communicating with people. None of us are good enough. And it's only through Christ that we are saved. Um, 
So we have to remember that when we're talking to these people. Um, Jesus is, you know, he's a personal savior, uh, meaning he deals with us directly. Uh, he loves us enough to reconcile us to the Father through direct, transformative, uh, and you know, for some of us slow learners, repetitive grace. Um, so uh, in Galatians uh, 6, uh, verses 1 and 2, it says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who, who live by the, the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That's the behavior that we want to model um, if we wish to introduce unbelievers to Christ. Uh, think about a, a father working with his son to, you know, correct his behavior. Let's, let's say his kid flunked a history test. My mom's here, so I'm preaching to the choir now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so does that make sense? Is that gonna, is that gonna fix that kid's uh, behavior? Probably not, right? <laughs> so, you know, this, this probably would make more sense, right? And that's how Christ deals with us. He doesn't go to Hobby Lobby and buy a poster board and make a sign and shame us in public. He he talks to us directly, and he fixes, uh, helps us fix what's wrong. Um, so the second point, uh, you know, to make with with the problem, how we're going about that, um, I said it before. Christians are to be in the world, but not of the world. So what does that mean? Uh, it means we need to model our behavior correctly to God's teaching, so that it is obvious to everybody who uh, is looking at us that we're different. Uh, that we're children of God. So when I think of those, you know, those angry people who don't know God, uh, bitter, you know, hopeless, uh, it kind of makes sense to me that when they have a problem or an opinion to express, that they do so angrily. Um, that's that's not a good place to be. Um, you know, it, even here, I mean... It, this lady, so she's modeling back uh, the world's response to things. Now, again, it, it's a it's a very emotional topic, um, and there is a time and a place for protest and public, you know, public demonstration. Uh, where it becomes an issue is when we're, uh, you know, causing people to stumble, really. Um, and, and to push them away from God. I mean, our, if our job is to bring people to, to Jesus to, so that he can reconcile them, then uh, we need to be, again, focusing on that and uh, considering what we're doing and how we're doing it. So if, if, if we think this is going to change some minds, I, I would challenge you on that. Um, so the point is we, as, as Christians, as believers, have in our, you know, arsenal, uh, a positive message. We have the good news. That's what we need to use for people and express to people, and that is what is going to introduce them to Jesus. Uh, I, I will take a moment to tell you a story. I, I had, uh, in one of my previous jobs, I had the opportunity to, um, to go to a meeting where um, George Bush Sr. was the keynote speaker, um, he was actually, 
you know, it was that, it was back in the early 2000s, so, um, I, you know, it was after his presidency, but anyway, uh, he was, you know, it was, it was one of his paid uh, speeches that he would go around the country and give at different events, and uh, he kind of, th this picture reminds me of one of the stories he told was, you know, everywhere you go, there'd be protests, uh, you know, pro-choice protesters, war protests, obviously, uh, during his pre presidency, obviously, and uh, so he told us about this place he went, I, I don't remember what the event was, but he, he kind of described this, um, you know, it was, it was a, you know, pro-choice, protest, uh, feminism type, type thing, and he, he described this lady as a severe looking woman, um, was screaming at the car, and they, they got out of the car, and she, she managed to get, you know, within a couple feet of him, of course, the Secret Service stopped her, but uh, she screamed at him, stay out of my womb! And uh, he, he said, uh, I looked at her and I said, no problem, ladies. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you know, again, not changing any minds there, right? Um, we change minds with love, not, not with with the yelling and screaming and emotion and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, it's, it's the utmost, utmost importance that our words, actions, and deeds follow Jesus' command to love one another. Uh, if you ever aren't sure whether your approach is correct, ask yourself, when I'm done here, will this person know not only that Jesus loves them, but I do as well? Uh, it's pretty simple. Jesus gives uh, a perfect example of this in the Bible. Uh, I think you all know the story. Uh, in John 8, uh, verse 2 through 11, I'll read that for you. At dawn, he appeared, appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him. He sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept questioning him, he straightened up and said, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Uh, again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those, <clears throat> those who heard began to go away one at a time. <clears throat> the older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. And this is the important part. Now go and sin no more. That is a perfect picture of, you know, Jesus working directly with us. Um not endorsing our sin, but rebuking our behavior and doing so in a loving way. Um, so that's the thing we need to remember. So to summarize, you know, how do we, how do we reconcile unbelievers to God? We can't. Uh, you can't even reconcile yourself to God. Uh, thankfully, Jesus can and does. So what we need to do is introduce people to Jesus uh, and let him do the saving.
Uh, we don't need to teach people how to swim while they're drowning, right? Uh, all we need to do is let them know that they have a lifeline and all they got to do is grab on. Uh, Jesus is their lifeline. Uh, and once he saves them, he will do the transformation. Let's pray.